0: Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Caro who is wisdomologist and the host of this podcast. In this podcast, I explore wisdom, particularly the tools, practices, and guides that assist and nurture us on the journey to our own inner wisdom. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we are going. In this journey to inner wisdom, there are many tools and practices, paths and possibilities, and guides and mentors that and who we can avail for this journey. Some we search for, some we bump into, and some just sit down plunk right in front of us. I will explore some of these tools and practices, paths and possibilities, and interview guides and mentors who may have an influence on your journey. Now, I use the word tools because whatever we do, we have some tools. I ran into someone recently, and I use the word tools, and and he is a craftsman. And so he immediately thought of his toolbox. And I thought, oh, maybe I should talk about what I mean here. And so for me, tools are, well, for example, a carpenter has a chest of tools, a chef uses tools, artists have tools, teachers have tools. Now, teachers' tools may not be in an actual toolbox, but maybe they're in a file, in a file box on their computer, or file, whatever. So teachers too have toolboxes. I know I had when I was teaching at the college, I had all kinds of tools that I could use in the classroom. So it is with this journey. There are tools that I will be talking about that we can add to our wisdom toolbox, our journey toolbox. So we all have different journeys. And what may strike one of us may not resonate with someone else. I'm doing a course on intuition right now. And the last module, there was just something about it that didn't resonate with me. But my mentor said, you know, it's just information. And when the time is right, it will resonate. So what may resonate for someone may not resonate for you. But our task is to be aware and awake in order to notice when it is our time to embrace who or what is being placed in our path. So for me, it's not always easy to know where to start. I tend to start my workshops and my programs with awareness, beliefs, and curiosity. And I work with that cycle, and it spirals deeper and deeper. So I thought, well, why don't I just continue with the ABCs of wisdom? It may sound like a simplistic way to explore wisdom, but any way that we come to wisdom, wisdom itself will be revealed as needed. And so I've continued with discernment, emotional freedom technique or tapping, um, the Enneagram, plus an Enneagram interview, and today the Emotion Code. I choose each topic because it can either illuminate our path, the path of our journey, or it's a tool or a practice that we can use along the journey, or it's someone who can guide or mentor us, whether through their writings or their practice. or or even as a coach or uh, um, a guide. They They can help us along our journey. So today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I recently read the book, The Emotion Code by Bradley Nelson, and I read it one day. I was so taken by his approach and the way he wrote about trapped emotions that I couldn't put the book down. And so I'm going to do a variation on a book report today. And you may or may not be interested in reading the book, but it's a pretty, pretty good book. The Emotion Code Methods and Emotional Freedom Technique are forms of energy work that combine the mind, the body, and its energy field to release emotions and stress that may be causing discomfort physically, mentally, and or spiritually. Brownlee's book, The Emotion Code, was first published in 2007 and a new publication was released in 2019 with a foreword by Tony Robbins. Even the foreword is very good. The foreword, acknowledgements and introduction give you a pretty good understanding of who Bradley Nelson is and the story of his healing journey for himself, his family and his patients. Throughout the book, you will find more insights into who he is and what he is about. It's a good story. So part one explores trapped emotions. What are they? How they get trapped? How do trapped emotions impact our health and well-being? He defines trapped emotions as actually consisting of well-defined energies that have shape and form. Although they are not visible, they are real. And we all know that to be true. How do they get trapped? First, our body generates the emotion, emotional vibration. And then we begin to feel the emotion and any thoughts or physical sensations that come along with it. We might get a knot in our stomach. We might start analyzing what's going on. There's a constriction or expansion in our chest. We get a dry mouth, et cetera, et cetera. And then we can choose to let the emotion go once we know what the message is and we move on after maybe a few seconds or even a few minutes. When there's an interruption to this process, the emotion may get stuck or trapped in our body. So the interruption may be a simple fright of someone unexpectedly walking around a corner. You don't expect them. It's like they scare you. You jump. Or it could be maybe more traumatic in nature, an accident, a fall, an argument, et cetera, et cetera. We've all had them. We are then unable to release the emotion because of the interruption, it's, and it's stuck in our body rather than being released. These are the trapped emotions that Nelson is talking about and that he works with. Throughout the book, he relates stories of his patients as well as uh, citing testimonials about the results of using emotion, the emotion code to release these trapped emotions. They're very interesting and engaging, which is probably why I was able to read the book in one day. Nelson uses muscle testing as a tool to assess our subconscious mind and the trapped emotions that reside there. He has created an emotional emotion code chart that helps to isolate the name of or the kind of trapped emotion that is being identified all with muscle testing. Later in the book, he actually goes through different methods of muscle testing that can be used on oneself or with someone else. So just a disclaimer here. This is a book review only. I'm not a medical professional. And if you have any type of ailment, be sure to consult a medical professional. So different physical effects of trapped emotions are discussed in this part such as phobias, uh, PTSD, night terrors, even some physical injuries uh, like knee and shoulder pain. And there are so many more that he actually talks about throughout the book. In part two of the book, he explores the energetic world and the realization that quantum theory shows that we are all energetically connected. He further explains his introduction to the use of magnets in the release of Trapped Emotions. This section contains more theoretical information, which is interesting, but the practical section is really part three of the book. So you may want to skip this part and go right to, to part three, unless you're interested and enjoy the science behind his work, as, as I, I do. I, I'm a bit of a nerd around those kinds of things. In part three, the steps to releasing trapped emotions are laid out in great detail, including, as I said, different ways to muscle test, the questions to ask about the trapped emotions, how to identify exactly what emotion is being trapped, and then the process of releasing the trapped emotions. There are 10 different muscle testing techniques that he explains quite effectively as well as the possibility of using a pendulum to test for tracking motions. Personally, the simple sway test works best for me. I trust it the most of all the other muscle testing uh, techniques. However, for each of them, he provides illustrations, which are very helpful. And uh, really, it's about practicing them. And the bottom line in all of it is about trusting your intuition. In terms of which which type of muscle, muscle testing would work best for you. Then he goes on, and the steps to releasing the trapped emotions are laid out very again, very clearly and concisely. He has a flow chart to assist you in the process of releasing trapped emotions. So as you muscle test, you you first you're going to just do a baseline and you're going to see, check your yes and no. And and he also talks about how to ask the, the right questions. So I found the steps very easy to follow. And the flow chart that he gives was very useful because I was able to then identify the strength of the muscle testing. Okay, have I even if I've asked the right question. And then be able to identify using his chart then of the um the different types of trapped emotions. It's it's really um very clear so but it does take time because we release one trapped emotion at a time so if you actually do go through the process you want to set aside enough time that you can go through the steps several times so it's not just one emotion that's released but numerous emotions so chapter seven was very interesting for me as Nelson talks about inherited or intergenerational trapped emotions. We understand more about intergenerational trauma and its treatment thanks to people like Gavar Matek. We may not even be aware of carrying intergenerational trapped emotions. So Nelson actually adds a question when it's not clear where the trapped emotion falls on the chart. If, if it's not clear, perhaps it is an intergenerational um, trapped emotion and he will ask is this an inherited trapped emotion and with the muscle testing our subconscious mind will react and recognize this more specific question when using his chart when the emotion is clearly identified then the steps to release the trapped emotions are the same i love chapter 8 the walls around our hearts so i'm just going to um Divert from the book for a moment because I think it's really interesting how uh, we've come to understand our heart in a very different way in the last couple of decades. So, in his paper written in 2003, J. Andrew R. Moore from the University of Montreal states, It is only recently that the neurocardiological aspects of heart disease have been considered anew. The emergence of neurocardiology as the field is now called, has been driven by an increased amount of evidence demonstrating that complex and synergistic interactions occur between neurons in the heart and those in the brain. He further states that the fact that the heart effectively possesses its own little brain has major implications with respect to neuronal interactions involved in regulating cardiac function. So Armour is talking about cardiac function, but I quote this because it's so important to realize that our heart is also a brain. We have our head brain and we have our heart brain. So with this new understanding of our heart brain or little brain, as it's sometimes called, um, our heart brain actually has 40,000 neurons of its own. It begins to make more sense when we talk about our heart building a wall, just as our brain may do the same thing to protect ourselves from pain and suffering by putting up defense mechanisms. By the way, our head brain has an average of 86 billion neurons. So the heart brain is a small brain. However, if we talk about electromagnetic energy of the brain and the heart, According to an article in Psychology Today, November 2020, let me quote, with an electrical component about 60 times greater and an electromagnetic energy field 5,000 times greater than the brain's, the heart has a significant influence on the body down to a cellular level. End of quote. This is the energetic level that is so powerful. This smart, small brain also protects us from pain and suffering by creating a wall. So our heart is a very powerful, powerful organ. So back to the emotion code. Nelson gives us a new script, not so different from the first one, but with some added questions about the presence of a heart wall. We all have trapped emotions. I mean, we all get our emotions. Interrupted, And sometimes we can't identify what is the trapped emotion because there is a heart wall. So he helps in his steps how to get past the heart wall to the trapped emotions. Again, great directions in his steps and questions as well as his flowchart. He also then talks about proxy distance healing and working with animals. And if any of you have animals, you will know how animals are affected by loss and absence, whether of people or their animal friends. He has some great stories again about both, as well as guidelines for the steps to take for each. On some level, we all know that unresolved or trapped emotions cause us pain and suffering. Sometimes we're not even aware of the heaviness that may exist in our lives. Trapped emotions can even take the spark away from our lives. We may blame it on stress, overwork, fatigue, et cetera, et cetera. The list can go on and on. But becoming aware of the underlying trapped emotions and then releasing them can free us to live fuller lives, can open the space for transformation, giving us better relationships with our emotions, and realizing that all emotions are messengers that we need to pay attention to. There are many ways that our emotions can become trapped. Interruptions, very strong emotions, traumatic interruptions. It all goes back to awareness and curiosity. I think this book is an interesting book. I I think it's worth reading, even if you don't practice the methodology, because it gives us, I think it gives us an insight into the power of our heart, the power of our emotions. And, And it can help us to understand how important it is to clear our heart, our emotions on our journey to inner wisdom. Now, if you feel you do have, and we all do, so we really do all have trapped emotions, but if you're wanting to work with your trapped emotions that are impeding your life journey, consider seeking professional help and care. There are many healing modalities that can help you release trapped emotions besides Nelson's methods. And thanks to our understanding of energy, there are many, many amazing energy workers who can shift your energy and free those trapped emotions. On the weekend, I, I participated in a sound bath evening, and it was amazing to experience the energy shift that occurred. But you know what? That's another podcast, isn't it? So I hope you will join me next time when I chat with Patty Susie about forest bathing. She will take you on a forest bathing journey as well as our having a conversation. So until next time, enjoy the journey.